know you just hit record, but I just remembered I have an opening joke. I put a lot of work into this. Uh, good for you. You're the one who's gonna have to edit it together. Um. Um. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Gimme, gimme, gimme. Gimme, 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 gimme. You know, my aversion to beans and news and all that. Yes. Well, I've sort of overcome it lately, uh-huh. and I've been reading some of the news. Oh, boy. And I found this. Mutated gene thought to exist in just 4% of people could help tackle obesity. Uh, the ZFHX3 gene mutation thought to exist in just 4% of people has been found to control parts of the brain responsible for appetite. Uh, long story short, scientists are trying to capture that gene and recreate it and insert it in fat people. I'm a fucking mutant! My iconic that might cost more than a dime Come meet the brothers who are here to waste your time Welcome back to the Dime Comic Bros Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Spencer, joined by Jacob, who's apparently a mutant. Jacob the Mutant Man. So what sort of outfit would you wear, then, if you were going to be on the Sex Men? Ooh. I mean, this harkens back to to the first episode without you, I think, when when Colin just described all of us and what kind of outfit we have as a superhero. That was so long ago. Yeah. A long, long time ago. That was almost four years ago! (laughs) Ew. But I mean, my only mutant power is that I'm skinny. And people are trying to suck my mutant energy out of me to give it to the the fat people, so I I don't know. So you can uh, flatten yourself like Elastigirl and slip into narrow places. Slide into the DMs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say through bars and like under doors and stuff, but that works too. You can can become one molecule thin. I'd love to slide into Elastigirl. (sighs) So would everybody. (laughs) I don't even like the bob cut. I don't don't like the bob cut, but it works. The OG Disney mom. Yeah. Disney milf. Yes. Yes. Speaking of something entirely unrelated, uh, <laughs> this week we watched The Punisher from 1989, starring Dolph Lundgren. Back when he had hair and he looked young. Because he was young. I know. It, uh... It's a movie. It's a movie. It's certainly one of the first uh, Marvel character movies. It's not good. It was fine. It's... It wasn't painful. It also wasn't entertaining at all. Nah. The... It's pretty boring. It's close enough on, like, the origin and character motivations. It's kind of close-ish. It makes some differences, but whatever. It, it's fine enough. Like, he's... There's no there's no material here. Like, there's nothing. It's all action scenes, and they're not the most entertaining things in the world. They're no. just, like, there. I like the costume. I think he looked very much like the OG Punisher did in the comics like the big boots and the the rifle and the floofy hair yeah if only he had a skull on his chest and not on his knife like a dork yes i hate that decision a lot the knife thing is really dumb i don't even remember the knife that's where the logo is it's it's on the pommel of his of his knife and it's like oh we know the punisher was here because he left one of his signature knives like what the (laughs) fuck are you talking about I don't like that. But I, I do agree that otherwise he looks fine. The movie just looks like shit in general. It I was know. made on a, I think it was like a $5 million budget maybe. And it looks really cheap. Like there's no, there's no pizzazz here. There's no, 
The only pizzazz is that they did a bunch of real explosions, but that was normal at the time. So. But when will they release the 4K Director's Cut edition? I don't even think there was a director for this. That's what it feels like. It feels like this was all like second unit, just make an action sequence yeah. type stuff. And then he shoots some stuff and then... It goes boom? Yeah. And then some guys go boom. And then he shoots more stuff. Yeah. I, I don't even remember what the story was. Like, it was a lot of the same thing. And I scrolled a, my phone a lot. A bunch of, of mob... He's taken out all them mobsters because, you know, the typical Punisher shit. And then the Yakuza is trying to infiltrate New York because the mob is weak. And then they he I'm, teams up with the mafia to fight the Yakuza. I'm because sure, Yeah, all right. Because racism. The, the it mafia, smells fishy to me. The mafia was definitely the Gabagool kind the Gabagool, of... Absolutely, yeah, yeah, the Gabagool. Gabagool. Yeah, he's like, I've killed 125 of your men. But also, can we be friends so I can beat off the yellows? Like, what? It was weird. I don't. I really did not like that choice. It was weird. I. No, I'm not gonna finish that sentence. <laughs> I just. I don't. I don't like that because I. I don't mind the. He's a. He was a cop. After being in the military or whatever, like they tweak some stuff, but it still works fine. And then it's a car bomb instead of a shootout, but like whatever that kills his family. Like yeah. it's fine. It still fits the purpose. Yeah. But like I don't like this teaming up with the mob thing because the Japanese mob is worse. Like no. I re- that's like a daredevil decision. He'll be like, no, fine, I'll work with a bad guy because I have to. Like, yeah, the Punisher is fucking insane. Punisher would only team up with them until he was done with them, and then he'd kill them too. Yeah, like, I don't know. That feels like an out of out of character type writing decision. I don't like that. I don't think I even rated this on Goodread. Uh, on the, the, the letterbox. The whole thing just feels like junk, like uh, like shovelware for a game system. Like, it's technically functional, but there is nothing there of substance. It's boring. It's not very good to look at. It's not very fun. It's not very funny. The violence isn't even that good. For Directed by Mark Goldblatt. Goldblatt. With two Ts. The score was really, really over the top and not in a good way. I did not like it at all. It was obnoxious. It's just... Um, the photo shoot that he did to announce that he was the Punisher and the, all the promotional images they used were cooler than the movie. By a wide margin. The photo shoot had drip. I don't even think there was a whole lot of violence. Like, they tried sometimes, but it wasn't good by the industry standard by then. No. Also, PG-13. Dumb idea. Was it? Yes. I thought it was R. Pretty sure it's PG-13. Definitely felt like it. Let's see where this falls on the list. Ooh. Ooh. Ugh. It is rated R. It sure as hell doesn't feel like it. No. This is very low on my list of comic book movies, but it is not in the like. It's so horrible. I like. I remember it. I remember Catwoman because it's so bad. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, don't do it. I know. I kind of wanted just oh, for the I pain. Don't. It don't. <coughs> like there's some that are so bad that you remember them at least and then there's some that are so bad that they're funny you know mm-hmm. like I've come to appreciate Batman and Robin a little bit I can watch it without like dying of cringe I, I do like Batman forever a little you know but like this is just so bleh. It, like it happened it happened it happened the movie the video game the adaptation the novelization the, the screenplay 
Also, this is available to watch on YouTube, which I just find entertaining. You can't stream it anywhere. It's you... definitely not illegal to watch it. There's like five versions of it on YouTube, too. It's all over the place. It's weird. That there's no streaming options. There's no digital purchase options. You either buy the DVD or the Blu-ray, or you just watch it on YouTube. I don't get it. Very strange. It's just, it's such, it's just nothing. Like... I don't think it even said in the opening credits, like, this is a Marvel property. I don't remember. It's super forgettable. Yep. Quite. Very bleh. You know what's not forgettable? Good segue. Immortal Thor number four. Thor four? Thor four. Not that Thor four. Yeah, that Other was... Thor four. That was beyond forgettable. I, I... No, no, no. I think Thor Love and Thunder was in the category of so bad I remember it. Because it was so bad. And yet Quantumania isn't? No, Quantumania is in that I... No, that's just in the it's bad and it's bleh. Hmm. Thor Love and Thunder was at least something I was looking forward to, and there was, like, some modicum of something there, but then everything was crap. And it was, I caught, like, they did the, wow, goats scream like people joke, and that's from, like, 2010, you know? I think I remember Thor 4 because I was angry. I was ready to punch someone in the face. Yeah. Quantumania, I expected to be that bad and was not disappointed. Don't be mean! No, eh. don't be a dick. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't remember it. It's it's dumb. It's never too late to not be a dick. In a funny movie, that would have been fine. But it's not a funny movie. It's not funny. Prestige script writing 2023. <laughs> they compared it to Dune! They're like, no, it's gonna be a big sci-fi epic set in a microbiotic world. Shut the fuck up. Anyway, Thor 4. Thor 4. Immortal um, Thor 4. Immortal Thor 4. Thor 4, 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 Thor 4. Um, Thor 4. Tyrannos is back and he's throwing a tantrum. Yes, he has the wheel. He he's, go bonk. He's saying, Thor, where'd you go? I'm going to shove this wheel of time so far up your ass. And Thor says, I'm going to get my friends and we're going to beat you up. Yeah. You got to shove that wheel up my friend's asses first. So yeah, he goes and finds a uh, storm. And is like, here, if you touch the hammer, you'll get magical god powers. Literally kidnaps Storm, and she's mad at him for, like, four pages. Yeah, and then, because, of course, they have to fight, because it's fun, because superheroes. They and then, didn't and then, fight, they just argued. Pretty much. But with thunder and lightning all over the place, so it looks cool. Yeah, and then she's like, Re, why didn't you just tell me? And he's like, I didn't have time to tell you. And then they they summon more friends for the for the fifth issue, where they're going to have a big punch-up. We got Beta Ray Bill. The new Thor Core. Then... Jane, Jane Mother. Yeah, Jane Mother. Um, and Loki with Thor powers, which is cool. So interesting side note about uh, Jane Mother. Uh, I've been reading Avengers Inc. Avengers Incorporated, also written by Al Ewing. Uh, so uh, issue three just came out at the same time as Immortal Thor 4. And Avengers Incorporated has been in this weird different time like it doesn't make any sense it feels very old school but with some new school things in it and i don't know what's going on and then uh, and then uh early in issue number three there's a little note of like someone's like well why didn't we call thorin for this problem and someone says he was too busy fighting frost giants and the little note says go read immortal thor number one whoa but then uh jane mommy comes up and is there in the same way that she's in Thor 4, and then says, I gotta go. 
and then literally just goes to Thor 4. It's like, what is this timeline? What is happening right now? It's Marvel. Time is extremely relative. You should, you should know this by now. That's did, why Wolverine can have a billion grandchildren, but they're all like 15 now. This single issue it puts its fingers into issue 1 and 4 of Thor, and it doesn't make sense! I mean, I think the first four issues of Thor have taken place over like one day so far. It's been pretty... Pretty snappy? Yeah, like beat by beat by beat by beat. Thor took an instant nap. You know. Wish I could. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. I think that the new outfits all look really good. God-tier nap. I, yes, the Odin sleep is perfect for mm. any person who is who is tired, or a pet. If you're a, if you're a domesticated animal, I think that the the Odin sleep would be good for you, because that's kind of what they do every day, anyways. Just an undisturbed big sleep. The the, the Thor core got the drip. They really do. I really, really, really like those outfits. Yeah. This issue looked fantastic, yeah. as as they all have. But I think the the sheer amount of lightning and like storm clouds, from Storm and Thor being all angry with each other looks really, really good. Tyrannos is going to get his ass kicked next issue. I agree. It's going to be fun. I look forward to watching him getting his weird tree-looking ass kicked. Do you think Thor will take the Wheel of Time? No. I do think it'll be relevant for later, though, whatever yeah. that is, because because yeah, yeah, yeah. in the first issue, they were clearly like, there's a bit, there's a bunch of other shit going on. And you'll find out eventually. Yeah. Al Ewing's doing that thing he does. This has seemed really straightforward. Like, I haven't seen many threads yet. Yeah. It's very strange. I think it was because the first issue was also a bonus side, like the big chunker. Mm. So I think they had the page count to make that count. And mm -hmm. then they're like, we'll come back to that in probably the annual. Because where you have issue five and then the first annual, which is always bigger. And then that's the first trade. So I'm assuming it'll come back then. And then the next arc will be Thor fights the evil version of his mom or whatever. That'd be hot. Wood. Yeah, wood. Literally wood, because they're all made out of wood. For reasons? Um. Because it looks cool. I watched The Marvels. The, oh, talk to me about The Marbles. No, no, you should talk with me about The Marbles. I talked about The Marbles last week. Yeah, 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 but you should help clarify my thoughts. Fine. So, I'm your translator. Let's see what happens. Um, The Marbles, uh, Captain Marvel, and then uh, Monica Rambeau, who's still unnamed, uh, touch the magic uh, asshole in the sky, and it connects them magically. And uh, anytime they use their powers, sometimes they just swap places between the two of them. And then uh, Miss Marvel, <clears throat> and uh, there's uh, this bad chick that has a cool hammer. She's bringing back the accuser role. <laughs> Not actually though. Yeah, yeah, I'd say. I was excited for Accuser stuff, and I didn't get a whole lot of Accuser stuff. I mean, to be fair, Ronan the Accuser didn't really do any accusing either. Right. So I thought this was a second chance to actually do the Accuser thing, and she didn't accuse anybody. I actually feel like she was more developed than he was. Yeah, he gave up, I would I would yeah, say, a better performance because he's... Why, I was hammer. Well, yeah. I don't remember the actor's name, but the one... He, he gave a good performance, but that role was very nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, this one... The performance is a little rough, but, like, there's some material there to work with. There's... I lied, actually. She does accuse Captain Marvel of destroying her world. That is true. Accurate. She was correct. <clears throat> Judge, jury, and executioner. And then... Judge Dread crossover. Let's go. So, the, the villain has the base perspective of, like, well, Captain Marvel destroyed my world and, and ruined everybody's lives on my world, so I'm gonna steal all the things from everybody else, because fuck them. 
and uh, the Marvels figure out how to live together, and they go on a fun adventure, and then they stop the new accuser from doing the thing, but also save her world. It's uh, 90 minutes, maybe? It's very, very fast. It's lean. It honestly feels like whoever was in the editing room, anytime they thought a joke was cringe, just cut it. Or, like, it, it felt over-snipped. I, I it, agree. It should have been flushed out a little bit more. Even if, like, some of the humor didn't hit, there, there should be something to make it not feel breakneck. I think... I did, I did like most of the pacing. I think... There might have been more bigger universe shit that they decided to cut, I think. Because the only real world building we have is stuff about the Marvel's characters and then the end credit tease. And, like, that's really it. Like, it's not... It doesn't seem to be building up towards much other than the ending. So I think that there might have been more that they decided to cut out in the editing room, which I think is probably a good idea. Because I... The... 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 Pace was a little rough, but I appreciated it being shorter rather than longer. The fact that they all aim to be two hours and 15 minutes is getting a bit much, you know? Bloat. Kitty. The new uniforms were awesome. Oh. So good. Uh, That costume designer needs to stay employed by Marvel. Holy crap. So good. When, When Carol only wears the bottoms and then has the tank top look, oof. It actually looks like a costume. So good. <laughs> Ms. Marvel uh, is having a ball. This is what happens. This movie is what happens when you hire people that actually enjoy what they're doing. Yeah. Like the source material and want to make a good product. Like I believe a, a large portion of this movie came from her brain as like a mega fan. And, like, she's not even acting. She's just so excited to be there. Yeah. And, like, doing her dream job. It was, uh, uh, yeah. it was very enjoyable to watch. I think that's actually the only costume I didn't like. It's fine, but it, I did prefer the one that she had in the show. It was a lot simpler. They did MCUify her costume a bit more than they needed to, but she does have the scarf thing now. So that's great. Uh, Monica Rambo was very enjoyable. I uh, am glad that they fleshed her character out more because she didn't seem to get a whole lot from WandaVision. So I'm glad that she actually has a personality this time. Same with Captain Marvel. Holy shit, I like her now. (laughs) Um, I felt that Captain Marvel's... She did a bit of the weird insecure white girl thing a bit much. It was just like, she ended a lot of her sentences with that leading question mark, and it was like, stop it! Stop! I mean, yeah. But besides that, she was really good. Nick Um, Nick Fury saying, use your black girl magic was the funniest line in the fucking movie. (laughs) It was so funny. He's having a ball in this movie. Instead of being told, hey, act serious, it's like, nope, you're in a comedy movie. You can act goofy. Mm-hmm. So he did. Silly. He really did. It also kind of retcons the ending of Secret Invasion because it, they end, like, the scrolls end up now having a homeworld now for reasons. Yeah, there was a lot of, um... Talk about lack of communication between projects. Yeah. They said, they're like, it's a direct sequel. Are you fucking sure about that? My guy. I think Kevin's losing his grip. 
It's okay. He's going over to Star Wars now, apparently. Nope. That oh. got canned. As ah. usual with every new Star Wars movie. Good. I agree. No, he was going to be working for Kathleen Kennedy, maybe? No. Oh, no. It was Dave Filoni no. moving up. Dave Filoni know. moved up. Whatever. Um, Cap- Captain Marble Dress. She's so pretty. Let me be horny. This movie was actually kind of funny. Like, there were several things that I actually laughed out loud at in the theater, and that never ever happens. It was great. It felt good to enjoy a Marvel movie again. And it was quick, and it did its job, and I'm happy. The kitty ate the people. Oh my gosh. That whole sequence was. That whole sequence, I was like, they're do, they're, they're tricking me. They're tricking me into liking it. I like it. Stop it. <laughs> like. It's like having a sea of baby Yodas. Like, I know what you're doing. But, alright, fine. Spoilers. Beast! Beast is back in another universe, though. I, okay. For that, I have mixed feelings on that. I think it's cool that they're using Kelsey Grammer again. Yep. I don't like that they're changing all the designs to basically look like they're from the animated series. I feel like that's kind of disingenuous. Um, I think... That solidified. I think that they're they're going to merge the Fox universe. I didn't think that was a good idea, and I still don't really think that's a good idea. I think they should have just started fresh entirely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But with all the Deadpool stuff, it really looks like they're trying to smush them. And I don't know if that'll work, but I think this kind of solidified that in my brain that like mm. there are other universes out. Like the X Men ones are out somewhere in there right. in and, the universe. Yeah. I like the I like that the post credit scene kind of continues to imply that Carol is probably an anomaly because uh, Monica's mom, whose first name I don't remember, is the Captain Marvel equivalent in three other worlds so far that we've seen because there was, um, yeah, there was one in What If, then there was the one in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, and then this one. Where she's not necessarily Captain Marvel, but she's clearly a Captain Marvel stand-in. She's a whole other character. Like, it, it's kind of, I think it's kind of implying that, like, Carol definitely wasn't supposed to be the one. So she's a whole extra ball of special or whatever. Me think, me thinks. Which is cool, I guess. Um, random thing. I hope that they don't closet Monica Rambeau because she's in this other weird universe. I hope... I don't want it to be like, yeah, the mutants exist in this other universe and we're going to leave it. Bye. I think they're definitely going to smoosh. It's just going to take them eight more years. Yeah. Everyone's going to be 65 by the time they're done. But um, I liked the fact that the scene didn't use the X-Men 97 animated series musical theme. It used the one from the X-Men movies. (laughs) That was like the John Ottman X-Men theme from the movie that Beast was actually in. So that was nice. I I appreciate that. Um, yeah, quick, fun, enjoyable, and, uh, funny. I gave it three and a half stars. That's what I gave it. Look at that. Look at that. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. You only gave it three stars. I think I gave it three and a half. Pretty sure. Three and a half. Yeah. You suck. I know. I'm better than you. You should continue sucking by giving a review. Hush your stomach. Captain Marble Booby. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> speaking of Doctor Strange. Um, Where are we? I mentioned it offhandedly. 
I mentioned Multiverse of Madness. I read the Doctor Strange by Aaron and Bacalo or Bacalo Bacalo Omnibus. It is issues one through twenty-five, I believe, from twenty fifteen. Uh, it contains the equivalent of four trade paperbacks, which are all written by Jason Aaron, and then most of them have art done by. Come on. By that guy. Come on. He did the the other thing. He did do the other thing. Come on, don't be dumb. Fuck me in the butt. Come on, give me the thing. Yeah, thank you. Issues 1 through 20, sorry. Uh, written by Jason Aaron, and then the majority of the art was done by Chris Bacello or Bacello or Bacello or whatever. Um, basically... This run introduced a lot of weird things, which nobody really liked except me, I guess. Uh, basically, magic has a cost now. Um, so Doctor Strange has, like, demons in his basement, basically. Um, Why am I not surprised? I mean, yeah, there's that. Basically, um, the most, most of the thematic evidence... Uh, thematic material is about the fact that when you do magic, there's a cost to be paid. Whether it's now or down the road, somebody else might pay it for you. But, like, you shouldn't be reckless because it will come back to bite you in the ass, you know? Um, and then it turns out that Dr. Strange was growing like a demon symbiote in his basement because he was pouring all of his hatred into one, like they made a thing and then they were making it pay the cost for them doing magic. Symbiote. It looks like a symbiote, but it's not. Um, (laughs) he has lots of, he's a big goopy monster with teeth and eyes. Um, who ends up calling himself Mr. Misery. It's a whole thing, which turns out comes back to, in comes back in Strange Academy, and that's where that character came from that I talked about ages ago. Um, the big villain of the first half is uh, the Empirical, but with a K. They're Whoa. they're like science magic. It, they're like magic is cringe, and don't you shouldn't do it because magic is bad. Only science is good. They're very very two dimensional. They look cool though. They're like a bunch of robots and stuff. Uh, their head bad guy looks almost exactly like Gore. And uh, Jason Aaron was writing this run at the same time as this Thor run, so I have a feeling that he uh, accidentally set the creative juices in the wrong direction. Um, but they function fine enough. More, they more facilitate interesting things. Um, Zelma Stanton, who is uh, Doctor Strange's new librarian assistant of sorts, is introduced in this run. Also, that answers the question of where the fuck did this character come from? I've mentioned multiple times before. She uh, is introduced to the magical world. She eats like a, a bad demon bug and is like, oh, I can see all the microbiotic magic bugs that live on top of everyone's heads and stuff. Um, I really like the vibes of this book. It's kind of gross. Um, it emphasizes how magic is very, very dangerous and it does require uh, care and consideration. It isn't just magical spells like there are resources and then eventually, um, Dor- because Dormammu does Dormammu shit, uh, magic is basically removed from existence. They have a no more magic type moment. So then the second half of the run is primarily spent with Doctor Strange gathering up like artifacts and mystical objects to scrounge for magic, to wring it out like a washcloth. So he has like an axe and like toad eyes that are smoke bombs, like dumb shit like that. So it's, it gives the run a very different vibe. So instead of him using spells, he's using tools and weapons and stuff which i think is really really cool while you were talking i caught a wheezing with a top hat that's nice (laughs) um wong is also a very big player in this book um he 
actually takes care of Steven quite constantly. He is making him food, and, like, Doctor Strange's stomach is fucked, so he has to eat, like, magic demon food. It's a whole... I think the whole run is mostly about consequences. You know, if you want to be introduced to this world, I can show you, but you need to know all of the costs that are going to come with it. You know, you can't go back. Um, and I, I did like a lot of that. The midpoint was a little boring. Um, a lot of the run got bogged down by a bunch of villains getting introduced that basically had a big fight in like one issue. And that was it. Um, Dormammu, Baron Mordo, basically everybody, which was like, uh, it was a, it was a big deal. It was like an advertised, we're bringing back all the classic villains thing, which mm-hmm. is neat, but it ended up feeling a little underbaked. Um, I like almost all of the new additions. A lot of these changes or additions or retcons were considered, uh, mixed reception at the time. And a lot of them have been ignored since, but I, I do like them. Zelma Stanton has continued to stay around cause she's really cool. She's like, she's like Zelma. But like Velma, you see, you get it, you get mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. She's 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 Velma, which mm-hmm. is fine. Um, I dig it. It's cool. She's she's fun. You've um, always dug Velma. I do. It's a shame she doesn't like men. <laughs> um, most of this was really good. A lot of the art was very good. Sometimes it is disorienting. Um, when the the issues done by Chris Bacallo or Bacello or whatever, um, they kind of have like a John Romita Jr. vibe in a good way, but like very blocky proportions really harsh lines so it can be kind of disorienting during some sequences but i do dig the vibes also dr strange really looks italian in this book like his he just he look he looks very italian or french he got his mustache is very prominent um there's a bunch of other magicians that cameo in this run on and off um just uh, um Son of Satan and Satana and a bunch of other magicians and shit. Dr. Voodoo is in this for a little bit. It was a, it was a cool mixture of old and new. Um, Son of Satan is different from Hellstrom, right? No, they're the same person. Okay. I just couldn't remember his actual name. Okay. Uh, yeah, cool. I bought this for 50 bucks. Well, For an, uh, an omnibus, it's good. It is a small omnibus, but 50 bucks is fine. I did get it off of Amazon, the Lex Luthor website, but I do think it was worth it. Um, it's a good chunk of a run. Like... It wasn't super popular, so it didn't sell enough to continue. They did change writers, but I dug it. Most of it was really good. The art was really good. It was fun. It had a lot more ideas going on than I expected, while a lot of it was action and spells and monsters getting their heads cut off and stuff. There was enough like emotional and thematic depth that I got my jimmies off. Speaking of getting your jimmies off. Oh, boy. I just remembered I caught a Vaporeon while I was in Chicago. Jeez, I'm crow, man. You have problems. I would trade them with you, but your account doesn't work anymore. It doesn't. It bothers me every time. I keep trying to re-download it and get it to work, but I'm fucked. But not by a Vaporeon. No, I would do the fucking of the Vaporeon. I know you would. Get your jimmies off. What's your, what's, what's, what do you got next for me, boy? I watched another movie. Oh my gosh. It's true. I watched, uh, Lights Out. <gasps> I know. It's so exciting. Horror movie. Um, directed by David F. Sandberg. You may recognize the name. Uh. Former YouTube, so a former and current YouTuber, actually. And, uh, he also directed, uh. Shazam. Shazam 1 and 2. Yes. And a couple of other things, but... Lights Out is the the feature film version of the short film he made. Which I have not seen. You should watch it! No! Do it, it's good. Um... Um... And this 
is 81 minutes long. Lean. Quite. But it's really good. Uh, Demons. Just one. Just one demon. Her name is Diana. She's a friend of mine. I would believe that. The demon does not like the light. So this movie works really hard to make you afraid of the dark. Which sounds goofy, but it does a really good job of selling it, I guess? I don't know. It it sounds derpy and dumb, but this was a really good movie. I enjoyed it. Um, I wanted to bitch about how many jump scares are in this movie. It was so bad. All right. I was watching this late at night, uh, and I was struggling to keep the volume down because there were other people near me, and uh, it, it was hard to hear what they were saying, so I'd turn it up a little bit, but then the music, <coughs> music would be loud, so I'd turn it back down. I was trying to find the volume, but then, yeah, there'd be a jump scare at, that was really loud, despite the volume being down already, and <laughs> it was so bad. The cat sleeping on the couch next to me jumped. That's how bad this jump scare was. Jeez. <laughs> so I wanted to, to complain about all the jump scares in it. But it's kind of hard to get around jump scares when it's based... The movie's based on turning a light switch on or off. The movie like, is based? A, a light switch is kind of a jump scare... It, Inherently. Yeah. So, it, you... Woogity-woo. Right. It, it would be really, really, really tough to to make a scary movie about turning lights off that doesn't make it a jump scare movie. Yeah. So, uh, I can't really complain about it. It's just built into it. Um, so you're saying that you're a chicken shit. Like me. Nah. It was just... No. uh I just don't usually like jump scares, but it it's the idea of this movie. They explain the story really well, the the where the demon comes from and how it was built and whatever. Um the the backstory. The story just held together really well. Uh the performances were great. Um, spooky. It's PG thirteen and spooky. That's impressive. Yeah, I didn't remember that. I, I'm pretty sure so. That's cool. And it was on Netflix. Damn, bro. So uh, good flick. I gave it three and a half stars again. Incredible. I know. I am pretty sure I put the Marvels like right in front of it on my list. Dang, you're on a roll, man. I know. There's a Lights Out 2? What? 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 I have not heard of this. Oh, it's not made yet. Strange. Good luck. Considering how poorly Shazam's 2 was received, good luck. Mm. Not like that was Sandberg's fault. The script was crap. Yep. But. Yep, PG-13. Nice. Love a good PG-13 horror movie. They're rare. And it's rare that they're good. Usually they're, like, meant for tweens. Like, uh, Truth or Dare was horrid. It's like, wow, looks creepy smiles. But they're made with CG, so they look like shit. Unlike Smile, which actually looked creepy. Mm. 
it does the, it just does the same thing where it's like do you want to play a game but they're like looking at you with funny demon eyes oh what is your last review take it home big guy Doctor Strange. Whoa. Did not see that coming. Uh, it's volume five. So, <sighs> during, after Jason Aaron left the run. Lights um, Out 2 is coming out next year. We'll see about that. Official trailer? What? Is out? No shot. Oh, fan made. Speaking of movies coming out that we should watch. Yeah. Um, Night Swim looks good. There's The um, family moves into a house and the pool has a demon. I saw the trailer and I thought of you immediately and I went, Damn. Is it a Vaporeon? I don't think it's a Vaporeon. I think That'd it's be I think great. It, I think it's a girl. I, I hope it's a Vaporeon. <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> um Doctor Strange Volume Five, Secret Empire is taking place during the Secret Empire event. Uh Lights Out Two, uh Sandberg just revealed the the plans for it. Uh a couple of days ago, but it's been scrapped because it's been in development hell for seven years. That would make so, sense. Goodbye. Big oof. Um, Doctor Strange. Yes, Doctor Strange. So this is issues 21 through 26. Secret Empire was a Marvel event that happened in like 2016 or 17 that seemingly everyone except me hated. I really liked it. It's the one where Captain America turned out to be a Hydra sleeper agent because of cosmic bullshit. I, I actually really liked the event. I think it handled a lot of stuff very well. You said Secret War? Sim, no. Um, Secret Empire. Ugh. It's the one where he does the Hail, the yeah, Hail Hydra thing. Yeah, I've seen the picture. Yes, you've definitely seen the picture. Um, so during that time, there's a bunch of spin-off shit. Uh, a bunch of stuff happened, so this book takes place during that, because they hadn't picked a new long-term writer for this run yet, but they knew they weren't going to cancel it. So these are primarily written by uh, Dennis Hopeless, and then illustrations are primarily done by Nico Henrikon, I think is how how you say their name. Um, it was just like a rotating bit. So at, like with any crossover, there's only like two issues that are actually relevant. The event has not like these have nothing to really do with the event that they're taking place during. The fuck? What does that even mean? <laughs> fuck! I like it. Swipe. Good. Be an adult. Swipe on Luigi with tits. You are already Luigi, so you need Luigi with tits. I need tits? No, you need to, you need a Luigi with tits. I gotta poop. Okay! <laughs> um, so, uh, Baron Mordo has taken over the Sanctum Sanctorum in New York, and he's, uh, he's one of the henchmen of evil Steve Rogers for reasons. Um, so it's, this is, uh, Doctor Strange and a bunch of other characters like, uh, Spider-Woman, who had a run being written by Dennis Hopeless at the time, which Jacob reviewed a couple months ago. Ah. Um, as well as Daredevil and the Defender, so like Iron Cage, Iron Cage, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, and so on. Uh, a bunch of New York-based characters, they go take on the bad guy. Uh, they also team up with Kingpin for a little bit because Kingpin wants New York, but he doesn't want it to be overrun by like magic and demons and shit. Um, and then they fight. It's pretty straightforward. Um, I liked it. Some of the writing here is like astronomically out of character. Wilson Fisk makes a Star Wars reference. It's really weird, but it's fun otherwise. Like the pop culture references are horrible, if I'm being honest. It's all over the place. But it looks really good. The characters actually have a lot of fun to it. It, it has more substance than tie-in issues tend to. Um, ba, 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 ba. Um, yeah, Wilson Fisk like grabs like a demon sword, and then he has a demon living in him for a while. That's fun. Um, 
that makes sense. You know, it's attracted to evil. Oh, they team up with uh, Ben Urich from the Daily, not the Daily Bugle. Yes, the Daily 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 Bungle. So yeah, they 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 do they do a big fight. It's not super exciting. Um, there's also just some other assorted bits in the end. They're just they're they're just killing time and spinning their wheels until they get a new writer in place. Um, but I enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I was going to. I was expecting it to be a lame tie-in issue bunch of crap, and the writing was really not that good. But it was still fun. The action looked good, and I don't know. Wilson Fisk has a demon. Like I can't not like that, even if he is written wildly out of character. Um, so that was pretty cool. I got it. I believe it jetpack for like fifteen bucks. So around cover price, it's okay. If you're reading Secret Empire, I guess you should probably read it because it does tie into it. If you're reading the ongoing Doctor Strange run, it's honestly not that relevant to the first half written by Jason Aaron and then the second half, which is written by Donny Cates, I'm going to talk about pretty soon. So, like, it doesn't it doesn't even really bridge the gap. It just, like, kept the book going. So, it's fine. You know what keeps us going? You went that whole review without saying Filson Whisk. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I try. That's because when we talk about Echo, I will be saying Filson Whisk every like three seconds. Every, episode. every single episode. Yeah, it's going to be bad. You know what, what? What keeps us going? Money. Oh, yeah. Shekels from our um, sponsors or our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash. Our besties. Our be- yes, our besties. Over at patreon.com forward slash Dime Comic Bros Network. Caitlin and Jeff Lorenz get a big thank you every episode, and you can too. If you want to throw a couple of bucks at us, we would really appreciate it. It does help with keeping this show on the road and trying to keep it, well, more like keeping Jacob off the road so we can keep the show on track. Um, but we, we, you know, it helps. Money's good. We have a bunch of different cool rewards from stickers to bookmarks. We just got new stickers. Our D&D campaign uh, is ongoing and our characters were drawn by Colin because he's cool like that. And we have the correct sticker now. So it, it actually matches the, the thing I wanted. <laughs> um, you get early and exclusive access to all of our shows as well as exclusive segments. Uh, called Happy Hour, where after each podcast, usually, we sit down, crack open a beer, have a drink, talk shit, talk shop, do whatever. Uh, and also a big thank you to our partners over at Jetpack Comics and Games in downtown Rochester, New Hampshire. Uh, shop local, especially when you have your weird nerd hobbies. Uh, shop local, support your local comic shop, get on a pull list, give them a helping hand. Next week, we will be wrapping up the Guardians of the Galaxy by landing an Abnet omnibus. That'll be fun, because... Rocket Raccoon does things, and he's funny. I was going to say, when, when you were talking about our patrons, I was going to say our besties with testes, and then I remembered that we have Jeff Lawrence, and it doesn't apply. He, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Jeff, grow a pair of balls. Train! <laughs> I was so excited to find that out. Da 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 da. Yeah. Insert the music here. <laughs> Dang. What's a mutant? I'm happy for you. It is the word that Emperor Mickey is scared to say right now. True. I'm very happy for you that you are now a discriminated class. Good job. <sighs> I always knew you were disabled. <laughs> Autism is not a mutation. It's a permutation. <laughs> a percolation of yeah, my brain. It in- certainly permeates through your brain into mine. <laughs>